0: Thank you, everybody, for coming and joining us at New Life. I want to say welcome to everybody at all of our campuses today, online campus, all of our physical campuses. I just have one big question for everybody at all of our campuses today. Who's excited that Jesus is alive today? Come on. Who's excited? I love it. I love it. I love it. My name is Jeff Baker. If you're a guest here with us anywhere at all of our campuses today, uh, I get a chance to serve as the lead pastor. And we are going on an exciting journey today celebrating the fact that Jesus is alive. Uh, We're kicking off a brand new teaching series as well called Win the Day. So if you're here, right, and you're listening to this, then you're here on week one. You, you didn't step into the middle of something. You stepped right into the beginning of something. Not only is it Easter, but we're kicking off a brand new teaching series. So it's awesome. We're going to go on a journey here. Hey, by talking about journeys, by the way, have any of you guys ever hopped on an airplane and flown in a way that took you over multiple time zones? Has anybody ever done that before? Let me, let me see your hands. If, you've, if you hopped on a plane, went over multiple time zones. Okay. You guys remember that jet lag feeling? Yeah. yeah it's awesome, isn't it? It's awesome. When, when the, the sun has gone down and it's time to go to sleep and it's midnight but your body's still kicking like it's noon, wow, isn't that awesome? And then the, and then the clock just keeps ticking. Now it's 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. and your body's just laying there like, what are we doing? We should be out eating dinner right now. You know, you know that feeling, right? It's a horrible feeling, and you get that jet lag kind of expression going on inside of your body. Well, that very same thing happens in your personal life. Some of you, unfortunately, you're living in a past time zone. You're living in an old time zone where you're only thinking about what's happened in the past, And if that's where you're living, you're stuck in your story, thinking about the past in the past time zone, then most likely that's where depression comes comes in, The, the, the depression from what I did in the past, the regrets from what happened in the past. Some of you are stuck in a future time zone where you're worrying about tomorrow. You're worried about it. There's a lot of anxiety about tomorrow. Uh, I was just recently reading that Penn state they did a uh, recent survey on the the basically the, the the hope of Americans towards our country it 's really it 's called the mood of the Nation report. It was done in November and December of last year, and they just put the report out all of their findings and It was a staggering statistic. They said that it was the the highest number that they've ever seen when it comes to hopelessness, basically, and concern for our nation. Uh, 86% of Americans say that they are extremely, are very worried about our country. 86%. And if, there, if 86% of Americans are extremely, are very worried about our country, then I know this. There's a high percentage of people that are concerned, worried, full of anxiety, wondering about, you know, where should I, get, where should I hang on to hope for their own future um, in many different ways. It could be for their business. It could be for their marriage. It could be for their personal finances. It could be for their children, right? It could be for a number of different things. But 86% of Americans are worried about our country, That means a lot of Americans are worried about a lot of things dealing with their personal lives. Well, the only way we can ever change anything is if we live in the best time zone. The best time zone is the one you're living in right now. It's the one that you're in today. This is, by the way, the only time zone right where you can actually start changing your story. It's where your decisions and your actions can actually go towards changing the outcome of where you're living so you might be on a trajectory, but you can make a change today that could change then your future. Like, so it's all about today. It's all about what we can do today. And the only way that you can change your life today is by changing your story today. And to change your story, listen to this, to change your story, all you have to do is just win today. So many people are so concerned about five-year plans, 10-year plans, they get overwhelmed with their life when they're thinking about having to raise their children, right? Or, or whatever it is, like these long-term commitments, people get overwhelmed by those. And we get overwhelmed in our personal lives and then we don't get anything done. It's like our life is stuck in the sand or it's stuck in the mud or it's stuck in the snow. And, you know, we're just spinning our wheels and thinking that, well, I mean, how am I ever going to get out of this? We, we have a lack of commitment because we we, we worry about, you know, am, am I gonna be able to finish this? Am I gonna be able to follow it through? Right, can I can actually hang on that long? And it seems like because of uh, the pandemic that there, that has only increased. And now there's there's even less commitment. There's even less hands-on. There's this disengagement, this desire to like I hope that life fixes itself somehow. And I just want you to know today that the only thing you have to be concerned about and the only thing that you need to focus in on to see your life become the life that you always dreamed it to be through Christ is this, you only have to win today. The bottom line of everything I'm talking about is this, that yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, all you have to do is win Today. And this isn't just my idea, and it's not some pep talk from somebody that's trying to make you think better. This was actually God's idea for your life. In the Old Testament, there's a verse in Lamentations chapter 3 that says this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies, they never cease. Great is His faithfulness. What are those next few words? His mercies begin a fresh when? Each morning. Look what the Lord's doing. The Lord's going, hey, look, yesterday was Yesterday. Don't worry about tomorrow, another verse says, because you can't control it. So what is God doing? God's going, look, I'm gonna make myself fresh to you every day, daily, God will make himself fresh to you. Why? Because God's, most, God's biggest concern for your life is will you win the day? Will you let Jesus be your Lord and be your leader and win the day? That's why you also find the psalmist writes this in um, chapter 118, verse 24, says that, look, this is the day the Lord has made. So what should we do? Let's rejoice and be glad in it. I'm glad that doesn't say about about the history or about the future. He says, today is the day that the Lord has made. So church, that's why we're here today. We're rejoicing in the fact that Jesus is alive because it's the truth of Easter. It's the real big reason why I can even suggest to you that you can win the day and you can start changing your story because the backbone of Easter is that Jesus won the day Jesus won the day so that you could win today. That's the backbone of Easter. The excitement of why we're here today is because Jesus won the day. So what do we have to do? we got to allow Jesus to win today. Are we allowing Jesus to win today in our life? Are we surrendered to him? Is he our leader? Is he our Lord? Because watch this. If you let Jesus win today and then you turn around on Monday and you decide in your heart, I'm going to let Jesus win on Monday You know what a sports team would call that? A winning streak. A sports team would be like, we're on a winning streak. We won once, and then we won twice. And in our our lives, when was the last time you felt spiritually you were on a winning streak? Right? Probably, you probably haven't even thought about it. And if you have, then it's probably something that you're thinking about that was way in the past. I want you to know you can be on a spiritual winning streak starting today, but here's how you do it. It's not about making some big, massive, overarching, massive changes to your life right now. It's about surrendering your life to Jesus and going, Jesus, I want you to win today. And then wake up tomorrow and go, I want you to win today. See, here's what that's called. That's called this flipping the script flipping the script flip the script you change your life by changing today's story so don't live today worried about the past or the future don't live today you know just trying to you know have your own desires fulfilled and your own gains live today to be the best version of you that God created and if you do that then you'll flip the script See, flip the script is one of seven habits I'm gonna be talking about in this Win the Day series. Now, it's associated with a book, okay? So I'm not telling you that I'm the genius, right? I, I've, I'm reading this book, and I encourage you to read the same book. It's called Win the Day by, uh, by a guy by the name of Mark Batterson. And in that book, he talks about these seven habits, and I'm gonna be you know, unpacking those seven habits for you. But this first one is called flipping the script. It's changing your life by changing your story today. And there's nobody probably better that's an example for us in God's word than Peter. Peter was one of the disciples of Jesus. Um, it's a perf- he's the perfect example. And I know that, that today is Easter and it should be all about Jesus and I guarantee you it's gonna all be about Jesus. We're just gonna get there through Peter's life and how Jesus won the day and Peter let him win the day in his life. See, Peter was a fisherman. And that was Peter's history, that's, that's what he knew. Peter was a fisherman from a fisherman's family, and he was the very first ones to to have heard Jesus say, come follow me. Peter dropped everything. He dropped all of his nets. Uh, He he walked away from his fishing. He he walked away from his his family business, and he went and he started following Jesus. He, He made one decision one day that started radically changing his everyday. It started changing his story. And for three and a half years, watch this, Peter followed Jesus. What does that mean? That means that he heard all the sermons. He watched all of the miracles take place. right? He was in the inner circle. He had multiple meals with Jesus. They laughed together. They, they walked hundreds of miles together, and they even walked on water together. How exciting would that have been? right? Then we get to the Last Supper. And in the timeline of that we're in right now, Easter, Jesus rose again from the grave. It was just a few days ago then. If we would have been walking the earth the same time that Jesus was, that they met together for this Passover meal, this last supper meal. And Peter was told at that table, um, which he didn't like, but he was told at that table by Jesus, Peter, you're going to deny me. You're going to deny me tonight. You're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. And Peter was like, no way. No, Jesus, that could never happen. I would die for you. And after dinner, they, they went out to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray, and Jesus is praying, and he's agonizing in prayer, you know, about the cross that's coming, and blood is coming from his very pores. And what is Peter doing? Sleeping, right? Because the, the man who would die for Jesus, when asked to go and pray, is the man that's sleeping, right? And eventually the mob comes, and they arrest Jesus. And Peter does what? Peter pulls out his sword and he's like, Jesus, I'll show you that I'll die for you. And he goes for the head of a Roman soldier. And he misses. And all he gets to do is cut off the ear. Because that Roman soldier did what you would do when you see a sword coming at you. What would you do? I would duck. And wow. And there goes the ear. Bloop, 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 bloop. And Jesus is like, come on, man. That's not what I need from you. And he walks over and he picks up the ear and he blows the dust off of it, puts it back on that guy's that guy's head. Isn't it good that you know even though it was dark out, Jesus knew which way the direction of that ear should be facing. (laughs) Puts it back on. And he's like, "Look, this is that Peter. Put the sword away, man. That's not what I need right now." And then during the night when there's this unjustified trial that's going on, what does Peter end up doing? He ends up denying Jesus three times. Can you imagine when that rooster crowed, that depression and that confusion that sank into this man who was willing to die for him, who was willing to pull a sword for him, who had walked on water with him? Can you imagine the moments of him flashing back and going, why did I ever deny him? I saw so many amazing miracles happen. Can you imagine what was going on? Peter most likely was part of a larger group of followers of Jesus that would have been standing at a distance when Jesus was crucified on the cross. And then those next couple of days had to be filled with agony as Peter would have been reflecting on his failure of denying his Lord and his Savior. Can you imagine the self-talk that was going on inside of his mind? You know, if it's anything like yours and mine, it was pretty detrimental, and it definitely wasn't productive. But then all of a sudden, a few days later, Peter starts hearing about this rumor. There's a rumor that starts spreading that Jesus isn't dead anymore, that Jesus is actually alive, that Jesus has actually risen, that the tomb is empty. Peter hears this story and he's wondering to himself, what in the world's gonna happen now? What's gonna happen when Jesus comes back and I have to face him and tell him, I did exactly what you said. I denied you three times. I'm not even worthy to follow you. Is Peter thinking about falling now on his own sword? Where is his mind? Where is he at? Well, we know this, that Peter did eventually come face to face with the resurrected Jesus. The apostle Paul tells us so in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 8. Check out, check out this passage. It says, I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the Scripture said. He was buried, and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the Scripture said. Amen? Amen. Amen. Right. He was seen by who? Wow, right off the bat. (laughs) Right off the bat. Who's the very first person that's mentioned? And if this is in some kind of a chronological order, he says, look, he was seen by Peter and then by the disciples, After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. Last of all, Paul says, as though I have been born at the wrong time, as though as I'm living in the wrong time zone, I also saw him. I find that very interesting that it's got some kind of a chronological process to it. And the very first person's name who is mentioned is Peter. Peter saw the resurrected Jesus. After three and a half years of following Jesus, Peter found himself, though, fleeing from Jerusalem and returning back home to the Sea of Galilee area. And what did Peter do? We know this. As a biblical fact, Peter went back to fishing I don't believe that Peter went back to fishing because he gave up on Jesus. I think Peter went back, and what I see is Peter going back, questioning the past. Who am I really? I thought that I was strong. I thought that I was one man, and all of a sudden, one night, as my Lord and my Savior is, being on, is going on trial, and he goes and he gives his life on the cross, I, I deny him, even to a, a little girl. I see Peter uncertain of his future wondering what comes next. I just gave three and a half years of my life. What is next? See, I see Peter living in an old time zone. I see Peter living in the wrong time zone. I see Peter not winning the day. It was once said that there are decades when nothing happens, and then there are weeks when decades happen. And as you look back over history, there are moments in time where there are things that took place that define a decade Well, if that is true, then how does that apply to your life? That means this, that there are years when nothing happens in your life, and then there are days when your story gets changed forever. You're sitting in one of those opportunities right now. Peter was getting ready to experience one of those days where he was going to be given an opportunity that was going to change his life forever. John chapter 21 tells us that Peter went back to fishing. and He had fished all night, and he had caught nothing. Sounds a lot like one of my fishing trips, actually. Can you imagine fishing all night, catching nothing? After the failures that he just had, and then he goes back to what he knew before, and then he catches nothing? I just see that as God's provision right now, right? Like, look, I'm not going to let you catch anything all night. You think that you're going to go back to what was comfortable. You're going to go back to comfortable, and it's going to also feel like a failure, So he goes back to fishing. The sun starts to kind of illuminate the sky, and a man's on the shore. It was Jesus, but Peter didn't know it. And he said to him, hey, have you guys caught any fish? To like pour salt on the wound, because he's God, he knows. Peter's like, no, we haven't caught any fish, right? And then he says to him, throw the net on the other side. And he goes, okay, he throws it on the other side. And the Bible tells us in like specific numbers that he caught 153 large fish, it says, Not medium size, not small, but to just prove the fact that Jesus is God, you're not gonna catch nothing all night until I tell you what to do. And if you'll do what I tell you to do, you're gonna get a catch that's bigger than you've ever caught before. And it says that the catch was so big that they couldn't even pull it into the boat. At that moment, Peter's eyes opened up and he's like, it's Jesus. And so what does Peter do? He does the same extreme behavior that he is, right? He dives into the water, and the Bible tells us again, they're about 100 yards offshore, and he starts swimming to the shore. What does he leave all of his buddies in the boat to do? Row in the large, catch of fish. That's what he's basically like, forget the fish, man. It's Jesus. And when he gets there, he finds that Jesus isn't there with his arms crossed. Jesus isn't there right to to um, you you know make him feel bad he isn't there to condemn him in fact when he gets there he finds that Jesus is making breakfast for him you've been fishing all night man you haven't eaten anything I want to care for you look at the holistic love of Christ caring for him I'm going to give you this meal and, and now you got some food in your belly All right, I I want to talk to you, Peter. I want to give you an opportunity to flip the script. I want to give you this chance to change your story. John chapter 21, here's how Jesus does it. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then, Then he tells him to feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you, then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. And then the third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question the third time, and he said, Lord, you know everything, you know I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I don't think it was by accident that Jesus asked him the question three times, once for every denial. And yes, emotionally, it hurt him, and, it, and it, it caused Peter to have to face his failures. But here's what Peter did. Peter embraced the opportunity that Jesus was giving, and he flipped the script. He lived a new story. For that, From that moment on, he started winning the day, every day. Jesus wasn't going to be with him forever. Jesus was getting ready to ascend back into heaven. But Peter flipped the script that day, and he said, yes, today you know I love you. Today you're giving me another chance. Yes, today I'm seizing the moment. It didn't matter about his past. It didn't matter about his failure. You know, It didn't matter about the rejection of Jesus, of knowing Jesus. All that mattered was today, Jesus was calling his name and he was giving him another chance. And what does Peter do after that moment? The Bible, the Bible tells us, but also biblical history tells us that Peter went on to preach the good news. Peter went on to sacrifice his life for the cause of Jesus Christ and the spiritual leadership of Peter is still felt to this day. And Jesus is offering you the very same opportunity to change your story. Today, Jesus is here, the resurrected Jesus, the one who rose again, the one who broke out of the tomb, the tomb is empty. He's here and he's like meeting with Peter. He's meeting with you and he's going, hey, look, I wanna give you an opportunity to flip the script. I wanna give you an opportunity to change your story. And it doesn't matter, church, where you come from. It doesn't matter what you have done. Jesus is inviting you, like Peter, into his story. All of us have been born into someone else's story. My children were born into my story. I was born into my parents' story. My parents were born into my grandparents' story. And for better or for worse, all of us are born into someone else's story. But the good news today is this, that when you surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you get grafted into God's story. That's the hope of Easter today. Why? Because Jesus won the day. Because Jesus won the day today. He gives you and me the opportunity to change our story today. And you can start writing a new story. And it all starts by inviting Jesus to be at the center, to be the Lord and to be the leader. And it really is your choice. Just like my friend Mike Shakatano did. Mike, he was, he was living a dream for himself. But he sensed the nudging of God to start making some big changes in his life. And he went on this journey to really allow Jesus to win the day. And what did Mike do? Mike flipped the script, and he changed the story. He let Jesus, who won the day, start winning one day at a time. Why don't you check out this video?
1: I have been playing music as long as I can remember. I grew up in a very musical household. My dad was uh, in a band, you know, pretty much his whole whole life. And, uh, you know, eventually I got my first guitar at nine years old, you know, I felt great. I just didn't think I was gonna ever do anything else at that point. I got with a band called Flipside. Uh, that band traveled coast to coast from the Cayman Islands to to uh, Vancouver, Canada, you know, and everywhere in between. I was just living for myself. It's definitely not conducive to, to having a relationship, and a, uh, let alone a marriage. And you try and make it work, and uh, it, you know, as I found out, it just didn't in the end. This lifestyle has cost me a lot. And what was really fun in the beginning, when, when you're a single man, especially. Uh, wasn't really fun anymore. You know, there was no joy in going to play the music anymore. So I really did feel stuff, like, what am I going to do? I have to find a way out. Well, the band uh, that I was traveling with, uh, they would come to Kearney to perform here. And so I would uh, obviously go into Yonda's music store when I was in town, and uh, eventually met Sean King. Well, this may be a case of divine intervention I don't, I don't know but Sean just called me out of the blue. He asked me if I would like to join the team. It was kind of the answer that I'd been looking for all along you know it brought the joy back. the music was fun again. Yeah, I thought my I had my life mapped out at that point. Um, I had a job that I loved and I'm you know I'm still playing music. It, it wasn't that I didn't believe in God, but He just wasn't present in my life. I didn't wake up and think about it. I was going through my second divorce, and I knew that I uh, I needed to reach out to the Lord and I needed to just pray. That's when I got my hands on a on a devotional, a, a daily devotional. I just kind of learned that way, and it got me through that that tough time. It really did, because I. Have anywhere else to turn? So I was just kind of searching for a place that where I felt comfortable, and where I felt like I got something out of it, and um, I just kept returning to New Life. Then eventually, it's like, well, I'm I'm coming here on Sundays anyway. I might as well play on the team. You know? I think I just it was a natural progression, really. It was the first time in my life where I set out and and to play with a band where well, I wasn't getting paid for it, you know? My whole life I had made a living at it, and I came to realize after a couple of times of doing it that there's, there's definitely more to it than that, you know? It's not about you. We're, we're here to praise God, and it's all about the lyrics. Yeah, you just, you just can't get that anywhere else. Uh, it's definitely a different kind of joy i met my wife, Diane, uh, and we were friends for quite a while. We were kind of a group of friends. And we discovered fairly quickly that that we had uh, compatibility when it comes to music. And we um, wrote our first song, I think, back in 2017. We've become a pretty good team. We we enjoy that part of our marriage. I had to open my heart and my mind to uh, a different way of doing things. And I know that was just God working in my life. A lot of things have happened that I realized that God was playing a part of and had a plan all along, and I didn't realize it until it was, until it was happening. Our God is such an awesome God. I just feel like what, what Jesus went through for, for me, I was, you know, how do you, you can't repay that. Uh, he just put me above everything and, uh, and, and did this for me. He died on the cross.
2: Okay. behind the stone you'd live to die rejected and alone like a rose trampled on the ground you took the fall and thought of me above Of all wealth And treasures of the earth There's no way To measure what you're worth Crucified Laid behind the stone You live to die Rejected and alone Like a road On the ground, you took the fall and thought of me. Trampled on the ground You took the fall And thought of me Above Like a rose Trampled on the ground You took the fall The thought of me Above
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. See, this is the point I was really trying to make with that whole story, is that many times we look at Scripture and we're like, yeah, well that, you know, it happened for Peter. Right? I mean, look, he, he walked the earth with Jesus. Right? I mean, Peter flipped the script. P- Peter, Peter leaned into the fact that Jesus won the day, and he started letting Jesus win the day. But can that really happen for me? I just wanted you to hear the story of just, a, just an average man, you know what I love about Mike's story is that it's not a story of a train wreck. It's a story of a searching. It's not a story that went off the rails with drugs and alcohol and sex. I mean, the guy, the guy lived the dream that many of us as musicians at high school, we all had. If you played an instrument in high school, one of the dreams you had was, let's go on the road. Let's go play our music. It's going to be awesome. We all had that. He, he lived that dream. And he came to a cul-de-sac. He came to a dead end. And then he started searching after Jesus. And that daily devotion, he just started letting Jesus win the day. And then win tomorrow. And then the win the day after that. And then all of a sudden, Mike goes on a winning streak. And then he starts finding a local church. And he starts getting plugged in. And God starts using his life. If it can happen for Peter, it can happen for Mike. It can happen for you. So the big question today is, Will you let Jesus, who won the day, win the day right now? Why don't you stand with me at all of our campuses? I just want everybody at all of our campuses to bow your heads for a moment. And I want you to contemplate, is Jesus winning the day? Who's winning today? Who's going to win today? Are you going to win today? Is your agenda... Is your selfish gain going to win today, or are you going to surrender your life and let Jesus, who won the day, win the day? That's where it starts. Flip the script today, church. Flip the script. Doesn't matter where you came from. Doesn't matter what's in your past. God wants you. He wants you just the way you are. He'll love you just the way you are, but he's going to love you too much to leave you that way. That's part of the motto of our church. So right now, with all heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to pray a prayer And I would encourage you to pray the same prayer, inviting Jesus to come into your life and to be your Lord and to be your leader and let him start winning today. And I want you to wake up tomorrow and I want you just to pray a simple prayer. Jesus, help me to let you win today. Lord, I pray over this congregation at all campuses. And right now, Lord, there are people contemplating whether they want you to be the Lord and the leader of their life, whether they want you to be the one who's actually going to win today. Lord, it can happen for Peter, and it can happen for Mike, and it can happen for Jeff, it can happen for them. I just ask that, Lord, Holy Spirit, you would meet them right where they are right now. And that, Lord, we would surrender our life to you. We would ask you to forgive us of our sins, and we would put you on the throne in control of our life, control of our destiny. All we can do is win today. But, Lord, if we let you be the leader There is a good hope that we'll win tomorrow, and that we'll win next week, and that we'll win next month, and we'll win next year. But right now, all we can do in our human form is let you win today. So Jesus, would you come into our life? Would you come into my life? Come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my leader from this day forward. In Jesus' name, and everybody who wants Jesus to win today, please say amen with me. Amen. Amen.